0: We need to protect these things before they're gone. We need to protect this Earth before it's gone, and it's not going to be long. I'm Robin McGuire. I'm the official pipeline tour person. <laughs> what does that mean, official pipeline tour person? I can. I'm going to drive you right up the right away of the pipeline.
1: Which pipeline are we talking
0: about? The Atlantic Sunrise. And this will show you what is going to be impacted, uh, not only the Native American sites, but peoples whose hearts are being torn out
1: because of what it's going to do to their properties. How long have you been uh, the official tour guide of the Atlantic Sunrise pipeline? Over two and a half years. Are you self-appointed? I am (laughs) self-appointed.
2: And righteously so. I have a
0: Jeep. (laughs) They, at one time, were going to drill under this cemetery. That only lasted a few months until they went and perched that guy down there, and he told them if they were going to drill under his barn, they were going to die. <laughs> he's an awesome, friendly guy. He writes jazz music. And sometimes I don't think he's quite mentally stable because he thinks the government is beaming things. <laughs> this is where the pipeline's crossing Main Street. That little brown stake there is actually the center of the right-of-way. Between those two houses there. Yep. If you can see that stake right down there in the snow. Yes, yeah. I do. That's the center of the right-of-way. Okay. These people over here have sold out. Which ones? In the, in the house yellow, house. yellow house. The ones know. in the back have not.
2: They have sold out meaning?
1: Uh, they've sold their right-of-way. Okay. When did they, how long ago did they do that? About four or five months ago. Had you had any contact with them before? Uh, since? Other people have.
0: Kim, Kim talked to them on occasions, and it just was not not productive.
2: They haven't sold their property, correct? Just, just right, right to, for right them right to away, come right through. through.
0: It's going to come right there. It's going to go through a septic tank. It's going through a septic system, but that's okay. They'll replace it. When we go to Occupy... Everybody in these houses surrounding here are totally opposed to this.
2: Except for that house we just passed.
0: Yeah, except for that one. So we will have plenty of places to go for shelter if we need shelter. This is uh, Main Street. This
2: is Main Street, okay. When
0: we come back up, I'll take you up Spring Run Road and you can see the valley it's going up through, which is just a total Native American site from there to River Corner Road. Uh, there's actually an upland petroglyph back there, which is extremely rare, is there really? and we had Paul Nevin back there who documents petroglyphs out on the river, and he seems to think it has Aztec influence. Aztecs in Conestoga, really? yeah, yeah. Everybody assumes that because you lived in a longhouse, you're an animal. They were very intelligent, they were very smart, they did a lot of traveling, and we really don't know how much. Right. I, I love that show on TV that America Unearthed with that Scott, Scott Walter. I've never seen that show. Oh, uh, you, you need to watch that. Because he's picking up all kinds of weird things that are in the United States that we just ignore because it's not on our history. Right. You know, it's not the history we were taught.
1: So, where are we now exactly?
0: We are at Safe Harbor. This is where, on Sunday, where that uh, gathering's going to be. Okay. At that one. So that's the Landis property. This was actually when they found out there's a riparian area down here along the Conestoga River that's supposed to be protected to protect the Conestoga. Uh, That was filed in 2001. Although, from what I understand, Williams has, is in court right now, uh, challenging that. So then that would bring them over this way, and we'll have a better view from over on the other side. Uh, that would make it a mile and a quarter drill, though. A mile and a quarter drill in a 42-inch hole to go under the Conestoga. I hung out with the, the land agent for five days and they were down there on New Year's Eve and I took he and his buddy a bottle of vodka because I'm such a nice person and I said, why are you guys still here? And he said, because we're running into Karst and rock, and it's clogging the drills.
2: What is it called?
0: Karst and rock. So they had little drills. They were drilling like a four-inch hole and those drills were clogging. So what's a 42-inch? So, so they, were te- they were test drilling? They were test drilling. They were yeah, out, and they couldn't get through? They they couldn't get through with a four-inch drill. It kept clogging. I spent five days down there in the cold. But it was kind of fun because I'd go sit in the car and I'd warm up. And then I'd get out because when you get out and approach a perch drill site, the land agent has to get out. And he's from Arkansas. <laughs> so he's not happy about that? No, he's not happy about that. So he'd be standing there and his teeth would be going, <hassle> <laughs> So they Stretch, go back in the truck, get warm up. So he get back in the truck, I get back in my car for, oh, a minute and a half, and then I get back out again.
1: So you, you, you've developed a sort of relationship with these people. Oh, yeah. And they know you now. Yeah. And they like you, or they don't like you?
0: No. They don't like you. Actually, I've met people from Williams that I had no idea who they were, They were, but they knew who I was. This is a Mennonite family right here. They have these things on their property. And it says, "That says property uh, pipeline." And the Mennonite lady was down carrying a baby the one day, and I said to her, "Okay, PCE, pipeline construction entrance." And I said, "Do you know where the pipeline's going?" She says, ah, "Up that way somewhere, I think." I said, "Do you realize you will not be able to get out your driveway?" I mean, look where their driveway is—the pipeline construction entrance. I said, do you realize the traffic traffic back here? She's going, oh, this is Pat Griffin's property over here. They came one day and gave her paperwork saying they were allowed to do a shovel test back here. There are burials back there. There's a site back there. I know that for a fact. They showed up at her door. They said, we have this paper. We're going back and doing shovel tests. That was the original pipeline route. She says, I didn't sign anything. They said, we have it right here. Till she got a hold of her lawyer, they were already back there digging. So how do they, they would- forge <laughs> her signature? Like, well- I don't know. don't know. Her lawyer's still dealing with that. There's a pond there, for crying out loud. These people in this brick farmhouse just bought this eight months ago. Then come to find out there's a pipeline coming through here. They they didn't know? They did not know because you don't have to disclose because it's not on your property. So she came crying over to Pat going, did you know about this? And they said, yeah, they have a lawyer. They're they're suing their real estate agent. They're suing their real estate agent? For non-disclosure. So Pat doesn't want the pipeline. And if it comes to that, she will physically stand out front and try to stop him. The, the woman, seventy-three Williams,
1: they've just j- generally ignored that sense mm. of opposition, and yet it seems as if, to almost to a man, uh, people are united. So how, where's the disconnect? Not at?
0: necessarily. The disconnect is they. Manor Township, Manor Township is pretty much so owned by three people. Because they have all those co-op farms here. And they're all for it. Because they don't care because they don't live there. They're just looking at the big box. All this property on the right was the 414 acres that William Penn deeded to the Indians for a place to live. That's either called Cheese Hill or Round Top. It's rumored that Chief Civility, who was the last great chief of the Conestogos, um is buried there. That field over there on the right behind that straight tree line there, that's where Conestoga Town was from 1725 to 1750-ish. Uh, they did a dig back there in 1979. Barry Kent from the State Museum removed 80 burials. He remo- Well, he removed all the artifacts. He left the bones there. Just in that little field there, there's 80 burials so how significant can this spot be? Yeah. They were going to put the pipeline between Chiefs Hill and Conestoga Town. Uh, there are markers here, and said you can't do that. And we did t- tear the markers down here.
2: Not to mention the pollution alone from all their equipment. Yeah. You know. I mean, we, we do live in a world. We, we know this that we're you know we're run by fossil fuels. You know, and we're not all necessarily anti-gas. We're pro-water.
0: And I mean, I'm guilty, I get 18 miles to the gallon in this thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. That place is amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing.
0: That belongs to one of the Borleys, and, and we'll pretend I didn't say this, but the door was actually unlocked. So Chris Baker and I went in. We believe the right-hand portion of the house dates from around 1760. Uh, the massacre happened in 1763. And we think that may have been a trading post or something.
1: Do you want to talk a little bit about the history of the Conestogas here?
0: The history of the Conestogas, there used to be an an amazing grove of trees on the top of that. And then Donnie Wimmer tore them down just in spite.
2: Is that still Chiefs Hill? Yeah.
0: Um, Conestogas were actually a remnant of different bands. There were some Susquehannocks, there were some Seneca's. Uh, there was a few Delaware they just all came together because this was the only piece of land they had left in Pennsylvania what year? Uh, they started occupying here about 1700 and they were here until 1763 when the uh, Paxton boys came in and killed them off because it was a land grab they wanted this piece of land yet they came out here to the village they killed four of them because everybody else was out working now, supposedly, that there were two children survived. And we're trying to track that down. This is Tony Haverstick's place here. This place dates from 1770-something. That was actually uh, the original Musser Hospital. You've heard of Musser sure. Park? That was actually his original hospital. And they built that because it was outside the Indian land.
1: So we've driven for about uh, twenty minutes, and you've pointed out easily what eight, nine, ten different oh, yeah. sites. I'm probably miscounting. This 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 whole section here. So, are you, somebody digs a hole, they find something. Your effort right now is to get these sites registered, correct? Oh no, I'm going to upset you. But go ahead. You, we have
0: them registered. It doesn't matter.
1: Why? Why not?
0: I don't know. Who do you register them with? The State Historic Preservation
1: Office. And these are people who are. <laughs> I mean, what, what are they? Are they just like government bureaucratic flunkies? Are they yep. historians? or they. Yep.
0: Uh, there was originally a house on this property. They heard the massacre happened. These people have been on this property since the 1700s. The guy who used to be in charge of registering the sites and whatnot, who is no longer there, I'm going to try to get a hold of him this weekend. I told him, I said, Tom, I'm doing you guys' work, but I don't want to repeat what has already been done. I don't want to do that. If we can't see the maps of the registered sites, we're redoing your work. So he actually popped up a map of Manor Township and walked out of the room. So I got to look at it for about four minutes. This whole thing in here is registered also. Native American sites. But uh, it, was, it was so frustrating It's still so frustrating
1: I don't know, this is out of left field But have you contact anybody maybe like in Millersville Who might be like an archaeologist or
0: <laughs> Hello hand, how are you today? Yeah, I'm fine, okay, got it I am retired It was a forced retirement uh, They tore down my area of business to begin with which was I waitressed at Willow Valley and they ripped the building down. So when they were trying to find us other jobs, my husband was diagnosed with cancer. So I was taking care of him and my mother and my father. So I... And by the time everybody passed, uh, my mom just passed last summer. I have lived here 40, 40 years in the same house. And... When David and I started doing research on the properties, we were at the Lancaster County Historic Society. My maiden name is Franciscus. Uh, my maiden name family actually came over with Hans Her. They were one of the seven families that originally settled Lancaster County. What year? 1730? 1718. 18. So when we were looking at the maps, we were looking at the uh, warrant maps for Conestoga Township. I am back on the land that my ancestor warranted in 1718. But if my grandfather was adopted from the Carlisle Indian School, then that throws all that out the window. It's, then it's just name, you know, in name only. So what do you mean he by said, it, that?
1: You said, "Well, you said if, if," meaning you're not sure.
0: I am not sure. What is the story? What is the story? Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody ever talked about. Anything. my All my uncles look like Lakota. Um, they were all dark skinned, big noses, you know. Um, and my great grandfather was actually caretaker of the football field at the Carlisle Indian School. And Jim Thorpe's middle name is Franciscus, also, which is very weird. Huh. So I did a DNA when DNA first came out and i came back 24% unknown uh, or like my brother says it could maybe be 24% alien <laughs> <laughs> yeah which he says that's more likely
2: <laughs> my name's stephanie graybill um, I'm a Lancaster County resident since I was 14 years old, and I've been out to Standing Rock two times since uh, October, November, and December, and uh, I will not let this happen as much as I can do about it.
1: Why are you on this tour, this uh, this wonderful, balmy afternoon? I'm
2: on this tour because I want to be more knowledgeable. I want to be more involved um, with what's happening in my community. I want to know uh, when I'm asked questions, I can give accurate uh, facts and not speculation about what's happening. And I want to share what I'm learning today with the rest of our group and the rest of... Um, my water protectors that I've met out at Standing Rock and get the word out and raise awareness. The first time I went out to Standing Rock was uh, Halloween. I arrived on Halloween day and I was there until November uh, 14th. I came back home on the 14th. I was there for two weeks Um, and I went there. I was moved to go there and it's hard to explain. Um, People can watch it on TV and yeah it's this or that or they have certain opinions but to try to describe to someone that you just had to go um it's hard for other people to understand but that's kind of how I felt I just had to go and I was thinking about it for months and months and months really since I started to learn about it which was about August um is when I really started to kind of pay attention to what was happening when the dogs were attacking um and so forth and just the the blatant brutality from the Morton County Sheriff's Office um was just too much it was just too much to bear. Um, and they needed help, and they kept putting out calls for help. And please come. Please come and help us. Um, so I did. And me and my baby daughter here, my dog, went out to Standing Rock for two weeks. You know, at that point, there were maybe uh, maybe 2,000 people there or so um, within three different camps. The Sacred Stone, Rosebud Camp, which are on the reservation side. And then the uh, Oshedi Shakaween, which is on the Army Corps of Engineers land which is on the north side of the Cannonball River. What those water protectors have done and their resistors have done through this movement um, has slowed them down significantly and cost them millions and millions of dollars. They slowed them down to the point that January 1st, if oil wasn't running, investors could pull out. I went back there in December <laughs> to North Dakota when it was negative twelve degrees. Yeah, what was hazard. that like? Uh, it was it was scary. <laughs> it was scary. I thought I was going to die. And actually, I mean, Standing Rock is almost the blueprint now for all of these other resistance and camps and water protectors. And mm-hmm. I don't use the word protesters because we're not protesters. Hmm. We're protectors. Yeah. Many
1: people, as you mentioned, are seeing. Uh, I guess it was December fourth. Decision um, as big victory, um, right. but you know people who are um, reali- realistic um, and pragmatists recognize that it may be a temporary one, um, especially considering the change of administration.
2: Exactly. What
1: are your thoughts on on where that's going, and why, if we're going to see something dramatic happen in the next three weeks or well. after the,
2: in the inauguration? Hmm. You know, I, I'm disappointed in Obama. I feel like he really just dropped the ball on this one. This could have been his legacy, um, in my opinion. And I was there when they gave us the announcement, you know, at the, at the sacred fire. And everybody was cheering and crying and, and happy. And it was a joyous time because it was a small victory. But it was by no means the end of the fight. You know, they are still there. They still have their equipment on the drill site. They still have the drills. DAPL has uh, barracks built at the drill site. You know, they are still there. The police are still there. The Army Corps of Engineers, you know, didn't grant them the, you know, permission to keep going. But that's just a fine for them. That's just a fine for DAPL. $50,000 is nothing for them to pay to keep working. You know, they don't need approval in their opinion. They are above the law and they've proven that time and time again. So, how do you... Who protects you from the police? Who protects you from, the? you know, from these companies that have bought the police off?
1: What is the time frame as of right now?
2: Time frame right now...
0: Uh, Williams just asked FERC to move up the approval date to February 16th. Uh, which is bullshit because I've been reading... This maverick okay um the eis there's there's one section at the end of the archaeological section i posted that on facebook there's all these unanswered questions there's properties they have not been on to do archaeological studies properties that david and i have registered because we're allowed on them and they keep saying well they're not finding anything significant
1: I'm i'm gosh significant in terms of its environmental impact or significant in terms of archaeological. archaeological I mean what what do you need
0: to be significant they really don't they don't specify what needs to be significant what do you think is significant I think if you find a great concentration of artifacts there was a camp there right and if there's a camp there there's burials there and just because they do a shovel test, which the archaeologist for Williams stood at that one scoping meeting over in Millersville, told two landowners that the shovel tests were set up to fail. That was right out of his mouth. What they're supposed to do is they're supposed to dig a hole 57 centimeters wide and 10 centimeters below the hard pan. I'm sorry I have to know all this. Uh, I, I really need to know how many shots of rum there are in a bottle. <laughs> but th- there are, their shovel tests are supposed to be 57 centimeters wide, 10 centimeters below the historically disturbed soil. After Chris Bergman came through and was doing shovel tests in Conestoga, we would come out the next day and empty his holes and measure them. They were only 20 centimeters wide and they never made the hard pan. I We took pictures with rulers on the damn things, took them up to the Shippo office, showed them to the guys up there saying, is this a state approved shovel test? Well, it looks like it's below the hard pan to me. I'm like, Doug, it's not 57 centimeters wide. Look, it's 20. <sighs> Oh my gosh! And they don't—they don't get it, or they get it and they're not allowed to. Okay, this road straight ahead. This is the easternmost boundary of um, Indian Town that William Penn gave them. There's some amazing things up on there too. I'm gonna get permission to be on a property up there soon. There are some schools of thought that that place up there is not where the massacre happened that it was over here closer to Coffee Street and there's actually a barn on Walnut Hill Road that supposedly has a burnt beam from one of the cabins after the Paxton boys set fire to it and there's the marker for Indian Town
1: the
2: tribe was exterminated that's such an ugly word
1: Yeah.
2: exterminated
1: all well, vermin get exterminated.
0: Exactly. And that's what they were considered <clears throat> Pull up just a little bit. This is Old Robert's site. This is thirty-six LA one, and it's actually on a National Register of Historic Places. I'm never gonna remember when. I'm- They're gonna drill under it. That's their excuse for oh, we're not gonna
1: disturb anything. So
0: again, uh, except
2: the earth, hi. Yeah,
1: well, right. So, one of you, um, <laughs> like, what does that mean? So, so, for people who hear that and think it doesn't mean anything, because it's a reasonable thing to think, because not everybody is as well educated as you are in these. Um, it,
2: it means a lot. What Sam, is it? It means do you, um, mean? you drill under. First what? of all, you are disturbing the earth. You are killing grandmother earth when you do that. Um, all pipelines leak. It's a known fact. All pipelines leak, they will leak at some point in their construction, in their existence. Uh, When they do leak, they're going to contaminate the soil, they're going to contaminate water, they're going to contaminate water sources, which could be your rivers, your tributaries, your creeks, your wells. Also, since these are farmlands, you're growing crops on these lands, corn, whether you're feeding people or you're feeding your animals. Then you are feeding your animals and people contaminated corn, Mm -hmm. contaminated food. Um, You're leaking gases into the air because this is a natural gas pipeline, um, which is highly combustible. Uh, There's explosions for natural gas pipelines all the time, Um, and that will take out a home, that will take out a community, that will kill people, that will kill livestock. I mean, you're going to have your, you know, this is a rich agricultural area where people rely on their cows, their chickens, Um, they sell it at market, they probably sell their milk to Turkey Hill, all of that will be contaminated.
1: What other message can you possibly distill wherein you explain to them what the contamination actually means? Because they could say to you, well, you know, that doesn't really affect me directly. I live in the city or right. I live somewhere else. Um, I don't care if, you know, I don't care that like grandmother Earth has feelings, right? That, you know, you, you could get those responses from people. Right. What's another <laughs> approach to take which is irrefutable?
2: Well, where do they think the people in the city, where do they think their water is coming from? Their they, water is they coming don't from know. the river. Their water is coming from the river and all of these water sources here in the country and these hills here will eventually make it to the Susquehanna. The Susquehanna then runs into the Chesapeake, which runs into the ocean. So not only are you contaminating you know, your local area, eventually you are contaminating every water source mm-hmm. on the East Coast. You know, and we discuss this, Robin, you know, the Susquehanna is the third most endangered river mm-hmm. in the country. In this country, it is the longest river that runs through the East Coast that runs into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and if that doesn't mean anything to people, I mean, you know, some people just are removed. They're not awake. They don't care because they would feel like it Well, by the time that happens they'll figure out a way to clean the water or they'll figure out a way to stop pipelines from leaking or you know they'll come up with better measures for you know sensors for emergency things you know if something were to leak we'll know before anything bad happens well that's not the case it's not the case now we just got 55,000 gallons of gasoline leaked into the Susquehanna up in Williamsport up in the Loyal Saw Creek 55,000 gallons of gasoline. So We're talking about fish, you know, decimation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Flint, Michigan's happening all over this country, and they've been without drinking water for two years. Yeah. Over two years now, they cannot drink their water.
0: There was one just in your county, they had their water shut down for, what, a week? In th- Texas. Th- they yeah.
2: cannot drink their water now. Corpus Christi, Texas, they cannot drink their water. Um, because I, of a leak from an oil refinery. Yeah,
1: I love the stories that, that pop up in mainstream news where they say, oh, this massive amount of fish and other wildlife just sort of turned up dead. Yeah. <laughs> There's just recently a story. I think it was in the New York Times. Yeah. This, you know, like.
2: I think I just shared that a, recently. A, 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 X
1: number face. of thousands of pounds of fish and other wildlife just turned up dead on the shores of whatever. It was in Maryland. Okay, and and it's like the, the 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 lead of the story is like we don't know how this happened.
0: I mean, is this just amazing or what? So we're looking
1: then perhaps at an encampment starting this spring. Yeah. An, March. Encan- uh, an encampment, the style of of which you described in North Dakota is that is that mm-hmm. is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. So. How do you make that happen?
3: It's opinion. happening
1: already.
2: Yeah,
3: it's the, these are the wheels are turning now. Goodness gracious, you're so damn strong. You never stop to listen, you never think you're wrong. Cause you never catch forgiveness without these.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of What We Will Abide. I'm grateful to Stephanie Grayville and Robin McGuire, along with Katie the Dog and Ella the Baby, both of whom were extremely cooperative given the circumstances. Also, tremendous thanks is due to Ari Gold for providing original music for this episode. You can find links to Robin, Stephanie's, and Lancaster Against Pipeline's Facebook page embedded in the text that accompanies this podcast or on my website, samschindler.com. Major resistance efforts will likely commence this spring. Encampments will be off the River Road near Safe Harbor Park in Conestoga Township. If you need directions, get in touch with Robin. She knows everything about and has been everywhere in this neck of the woods and that bend in the river. Please share a comment about this episode or any other episode at samsindler.com or on What We Will Abide's Facebook page.
3: What's this feeling we've been shining yeah. on? We got been switching things and switching things and seeing what for all. What's this crazy?